0: Well, that was fun, exactly as we all drew it up. Georgia takes down Kent State to improve to 4-0, and if I told you guys that Georgia would have 529 yards of offense, no turnovers, and I believe 37 uh, minutes on the time of possession, you guys would have probably expected this to be a pretty clear blowout win. And that is not what happened on Saturday as... It took Georgia's starters. They basically played the entire game to fend off the Golden Flashes 39-22. A sloppy, sloppy affair for the dogs. And maybe the ugliest win I, I've I've ever seen Georgia have, especially as far as the uh you know, a multiple touchdowns score lead at the end of the game, winning by 17. But I don't think you're gonna see a sloppier 17-point win than what you saw. From the dogs today and it kind of brings back uh echoes of that nickel state game you know in kirby smart's first year that they had to go to overtime that's how it looked out there and if you're the number one team in the country that is not what you want to see from your players on the field in a, in a game that you were obviously the more talented roster on the football field the the georgia not only slept walked once they woke up it was still a struggle for the for these dogs out there and I know Kirby would be the first to tell you that the the issues on offense, I mean you cannot turn the ball over three times like they did and, and expect to the defense to save you every single time and that and that's exactly how it played out today is Kent State uh played the Dogs really tough uh, out there today and and honestly, I mean we are talking about a game that should not have been this close and 26-13 at the half that that halftime speech by kirby smart you can only imagine how that went for this team but i'm pretty sure that's going to echo into next week in practice because georgia put some things on film now that you know teams down the road especially tennessee that plays a similar style offense to what kent state put out there today but with with you know pretty pretty good players across the board uh they are going to watch that film and they were going to you know know that They might have an opportunity to score some points on Georgia if the dogs are not able to uh, get better at shedding blocks, both uh, their defensive front, freeing up those linebackers, but also, you know, at the cornerback and safety position, you have to be able to, to, to shed those wide receivers. When you see they continue to attack Georgia's perimeter defense, you cannot allow them to win that leverage battle against you especially if you're going to go inside to make a tackle like in the first half on that big play you, uh you have to do a better job of getting outside and and containing that george is going to have to go back uh you know to the film room to practice and, and and see if they can fix some of the issues they had defensively in this game offensively it was it was not Lab mcconkey's best day obviously uh you know that that punt he'd love to have back uh you know multiple touchdown drops Uh, i think this you know the georgia would have broke 50 if not for multiple drops here in the first half but you know credit georgia's coaching staff to sticking with lad McConkey and continuing to try to get him the ball to make sure that he doesn't lose confidence out there know that today just wasn't your day he still ended up being the the leading receiver for georgia with six catches for 65 yards but Right now, uh, offensively for Georgia, you know that Brock Bowers is the best player on your team. He might be the best running back you have on your team as well. Uh, You know, when you have uh, two runs for for 77 yards and two touchdowns, you know, when you lead the running backs, uh, the lead the team in rushing. uh, Once again, Brock Bowers is Georgia's best running back, is Georgia's best playmaker, but who's next? And finding out, you know, uh, if Kenny McIntosh is okay, that injury he had late in the game, that is the cost of Georgia sleepwalking through this team and not playing up to their potential on Saturday. You had starters in there at the end of the game. That's great for fans that got to come to this game and don't normally get to go to a Georgia game. But for Georgia, you should have backups in this game at this point in the game. And you get a guy like Kenny McIntosh injured, we'll find out, you know, just how bad that injury is, if it's gonna keep him out uh, as far as moving ahead. But at the same time, you you do not know really still who your who your next best running back is after him. I, I think Dejon Edwards probably made a bet the best case uh, today that if Kenny McIntosh isn't getting the ball and if Brock Bowers isn't getting the ball then maybe uh, Edwards should be that next guy at running back. Just based on the effort he gives you in every snap, he looked to be that you know that next best running back in that backfield. I think if, if you're Georgia, as far as the offensive line, you might have to start looking at uh, trying out some new guys at left and right guard because right now, they are not getting the push in the run game they need to. From Tate Rattledge and Xavier Trust, they did not have their best game uh, out there is that something that's going to carry over into practice can they get better at those positions can you put a guy like Micah morris in there and see what he can give you uh can you know you have some other guys that kind of push them uh in, in camp can Devin Willett get in there and get some looks they're gonna have to take this next week to look at that and also just take a look at themselves overall do some self-scouting and, and realize that uh Kirby Smart was trying to tell you this Kent State team was talented all week long. But at the same time, you got to go out there and play Georgia football. And if you're the coaching staff, I mean that the, the fake punt, back-to-back weeks of giving up a fake punt uh for a first down, not great. Even though you saw Kirby Smart let, you know, letting Dan Jackson know. You cannot just go inside on that and completely give you know, give an open man out there for a fake punt. You had to have known that in the film room. You had to have been prepared for that. You know, that that is something the coaching staff also is going to have to take a look at next week because again, the numbers show that, you know, this game was in Georgia's favor. Like I said, no turnovers, the time of possession. Uh those those are the key stats that that kind of tell you that that Georgia did not play as well as they could have but also did some good things out there offensively. I think once, you know, Stetson Bennett kind of settled in a little bit and once, uh, you know, they started getting their playmakers the ball, the guys who wanted to show up on Saturday, like Bowers, like Edwards, uh, they were still able to do whatever they needed to offensively against an outmatched Kent State defense. Uh, But at the end of the day, uh, Georgia gets the win. And uh, I think if if you're a Georgia fan, there's reason for, you know, concern as far as, This defense giving up these big plays, this Kent State offense, that they knew coming in uh, what these guys like to do. And they did it over and over again, whether, you know, it was the screen, uh, whether, it's again, just the quick strike attack in the perimeter, but also gashing them in the run game toward the end. Uh, You know, Marquez Cooper is... He opened up a lot of eyes out there today, but that's a guy that Georgia should have been able to contain. There's no there's no excuse for that defensively. That defensive front, whether that's uh, you know Zion Logue, uh, you know, whether that's Nolan Smith making sure to seal the edge, whether that's Nazir Stackhouse, these guys have to do a better job uh, either taking on blocks or shedding blocks because y- you should not be uh, getting gashed that much in the front seven, that's supposed to be the strength of Georgia's defense right now. not They did not play up to that level uh, on Saturday, and you had guys like uh, Malachi Starks having to come up and make a lot of tackles. Needed a Chris Smith interception late in the game to kind of seal it for Georgia. Just things that should not have been happening out there, but still, like what you see from Small Munden playing fast making plays jamon dumas johnson continues to try to be a leader he's going to continue to improve in that area and, and getting guys in the right play we had three tackles for loss good play for him, him as well javon bullard probably the you know overall the the best play from start to finish from that secondary uh as kirby smart said this is what georgia needed right now obviously they needed to the win as well would have been one of the you know the Worst losses if Kent State would have been able to, you know, to make this a closer game, it would have been a a tough loss for Kirby. But this is what he needed as a head coach. Now, as you go into the month of uh, October with some big, big important football games down the road, you need this this game to be able to go back and and have what I can only imagine is going to be the toughest week of practice in season Georgia's had in a while. Uh, But for this edition of the Junkyard Dogcast, I'm Kip Adams. We'll talk to you guys more next week. Go Braves.